Good morning, everybody. It's uh, something like the 10th of December. Um, well, this was an interesting morning. Um, my higher self for the last probably 24 hours um, has been saying, use the tuning fork, use the tuning fork, clear the space in your home. You know, like the one I got that's 4,000 hertz from the psychic fair. Well, I just was like, I'm going to bed. I'm not worried about it, you know. And then I was feeling good and whatnot. And, well, last night I woke up at like 1.30 and to the sound of vacuuming. Like, not physical vacuuming, but my husband trying to suck the sheets into his mouth again. Like, <sighs> I mean, you know, and usually I try to remember to set my intentions to have Brian's going to sleep silently tonight. Um, he's going to, um, I'm, the cat's going to let me sleep all the way through the whole night without waking me up. You know what I mean? I set intentions because I know that if I don't, that I leave it to default and default is snoring and I'm wide awake all night and the cat wakes me up. So I'm changing my habits and changing my beliefs through affirmations and intentions. Okay. But, and I'm going to tell you why. It seems like to me that this is a very highly energetic time and that um, if you believe in two different forces in this universe, like dark and light, good and bad, then the bad or your subconscious, like the, the garbage, the last bit of garbage that's in your subconscious that is trying to create and wreak havoc on your life, the old part of you is going to manifest any way possible. It's like that darkness that you've been trying to heal for five years or 10 years or however long you've been having this spiritual awakening because some people have it overnight. Like they'll have a, you know, near-death experience or they'll have you know an out-of-body experience or something that proves to them that we're more than just in this body but when you've I've asked for a smooth gentle awakening a long time ago because um, I heard that the kundalini energy as it rises through the energy centers can do like all of these crazy things like that some people have a crazy awakening and they're just like oh you know I'm going crazy or I'm bouncing off the walls literally like it can it can happen suddenly and that you could crash into a wall or you know that came from a fear-based thinking when I was in really low vibration uh, just beginning to learn about the energy centers and stuff and that's where I was back then, you know. So I asked for a smooth, gentle awakening. And I did ask for a smooth, gentle awakening for my husband. But they could speed that up a little bit at this point. Because now there's quite a vibrational gap between my husband and myself. So um, that that pretty much manifested overnight. Because at 1.30 I woke up and even when I wake up... And he is vacuuming the sheets into his mouth. Like, I don't know how he does it. He, like, inhales through his mouth and snores that way. He doesn't inhale through his nose. It's, like, all through his mouth. He's, like, <sighs> it sounds like he's vacuuming. You know? <laughs> it's, I can't even replicate it. It's crazy. And I'm, like, 
how is that even humanly possible? So, anyways, he's not trying to do it. I snore, you know, and I really don't want to snore. So, if I could, like, manifest a way not to snore, that would be great. Um, because that's not my intention, to keep him awake, you know. But, you know, until we get past this point, you know, where, like, both of us believe that we both chronically snore, like, it moves past us, then... I have to set intentions every night, right? So I, I didn't really set intentions last night. We get loose about it. You kind of forget. You assume that your vibration is going to carry you or whatever. And it did not work last night. It, it went into virtual hell because then at 2.30 I woke up again. Oh, by the way, when like the first time when I'm in a decent vibration, I'm usually like, Oh, well, I'll just concentrate on, on him snore. He's snoring right now, but I can see that it's slowing down. And then within a couple minutes, it'll be completely gone. And I'll have a space that I can fall asleep in. You know what I mean? I picture what I want to happen in my mind as I'm laying there doing nothing, you know, waiting for him to quit snoring. And every time it's always worked when I am in the place to do that, set that intention. But I didn't set that intention. I just was so exhausted that I fell back asleep, despite the snoring, I guess. And I woke up again at 2.30, so I stomped out of the bedroom. Like, oh, this is bullshit, you know. Like, just going to fucking town. You know, like, I can't believe I have to leave our nice, comfortable bed for, we need a couch right now. And I'm like, for this shitty old couch. And we've been talking about getting a couch, but um, it's really not up to me. It's up to him to take the jump. Because um, I'm not in the place credit-wise to do it. So he has to take the leap of faith. And then when we did the bed, we paid it off within like three months or six months or something like that. And paid the whole thing off. We got the best bed in the whole, the whole building. The first one we laid down on, there were none. They were all garbage after that. Like, he laid us down on the first bed, and we were like, that's the one we want. We can't lie. We will sit in another bed and wish we had gotten that one. You know, so we went ahead and got the one we really, really wanted. Because, you know, when you sleep, you have to be really comfortable. So we splurged on that. And the universe absolutely helped us pay that off within six months. And it was done. Because he was petrified when he made that decision, you know. Because it was like a $3,000 bed with all the sheets and the the pillows and everything, you know. And somehow that it was taxes or something that ended up you know, we were able to pay that off or a bonus. Um, I got from, I think I still worked at Kohl's then. And I don't know, I can't remember, but we managed to get that paid off rather quickly because we had like two years, same as cash or something on it. And no, it was three years, same as cash. So the payments were really super low. And we were like, well, we need this. We have to do this because we have to be comfortable when we sleep, and our bed was completely shot, you know. So we took the chance, and the universe helped us pay it off, which I knew was going to happen because I'm, like, on board with all good things happening. But he, on the other hand, is not, right? So he doesn't believe in all this woo-woo, positive thinking stuff. So more or less, he's in the place where I used to be, like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I don't believe it. I believe it's garbage, you know. 
and he is not climbing on board. He's being dragged. So he is still in the mindset that nothing good, that we're going to stay anchored into where we are right now. That nothing great is going to happen. So I feel that from him. That he feel that that man would sit in that trailer park for the next 2,000 years and be perfectly content staying there. And I'm like, that's okay, but I have higher aspirations for my life. I have higher goals for myself. So I have to literally sever the energetic tie um, that that contract created between me and Brian and, and decide that I'm creating for myself. And that's when I started creating vision boards and things that for things that I want. Even I fell back into wanting for both of us again when I started asking for a home. I was putting things that I wanted, that he wanted, you know, that was good for us. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're going to ask for what you want. What do you want in your house, Missy? What What are you willing to accept? What What is it that you want in the house? Because he doesn't believe in any of this, remember? So it's up to me to manifest for myself, right? So anyways, last night after I stomped in, you know, to the living room and threw myself onto the couch, I'm like, oh, now that's more like it. Listen to that. You hear that? Nothing. That's what I enjoy when I'm sleeping. Nothing. You know, like silence. You know what I mean? Like, because um, I hate to say it, but I've always said I'm a light sleeper. So now that I have to change that belief or, you know, he, we have to come up with a way to quit snoring, you know. Um, but anyways, um, so what I'm saying is that mood carried over to this morning. And... I really honestly believe that all of this was triggered by what happened on Sunday because I had that great podcast with Jennifer Tosian or to see How do you say your name, Jennifer? I forget. But anyways, um, the subliminal vision boards app and I've been using it chronically. Like every time I can get five minutes, I squeeze in the board with Oprah and Super Soul Sunday on it because I'm like, why not me? Who says that she won't? you know, get a hold of my podcast or something. Like, why fucking not me? I mean, there's tons of other people out there. And I've heard the Dean Radin story, how a man attracted him. Uh, he was working in the yoga room, meditating and manifesting, trying to work with Dean Radin. And he, Dean Radin knocked on his door two months later. And I'm like, okay. And then Jennifer tells the story of how she was able to put her business card in, um, Tony Robbins hands and she started that and she said she did that in a week but she already had tons of momentum going from using the app for two or three years by then and um, I'm like well why not me why am I not worthy of the same things that you know but I'm gonna be specific I specifically am asking to be on Super Soul Sunday conversations and then as a result of that Many doors will open for me. And then the career that I'm asking for, um, which would be at least $100,000 a year or more in the metaphysics field because of the conversation Oprah and I have together, 
someone is going to come forward and say, I love this person. I have to have her. I'm willing to pay her what she's worth. She's already been on Oprah. That would open so many doors for me if I have an endorsement from Oprah. You know what I mean? And the reason I want Oprah so bad, if you haven't already heard on this podcast, is because she was the one who opened the door to energy for me the first time in 2006 when I watched um, an episode of Oprah Winfrey show with Rhonda Byrne on it, uh, talking about the book, The Secret, but it was a DVD by then. And I was absolutely obsessed with getting a hold of that DVD. And from then on, I have studied energy and law of attraction, and it moved into quantum physics and quantum entanglement. Basically, it comes down to quantum entanglement, that you're um, connected to anything and everything in this universe, because even if the Big Bang Theory is absolutely positively correct, which they've decided that it's correct, and we were all like this tiny speck of dust, and we burst forward from that one united piece of dust, and it bursted forth and created our whole universe. Well, we all used to be connected then. See what I'm saying? So we are entangled with anything and everything and anyone in this universe. So when I start, when I put my hook into Oprah, so to speak, and start reeling her in, then she has to show up. She doesn't, it could be by freak accident. It could be by intention because she heard my podcast. It could be, you know, quantum entanglement says you can attract anything that you want in this universe because of science. It comes down to science and vibration, magnetism, electromagnetism. And Dean Radin says it appears that everyone or everything has a gravitational pull. So, like um, the planet Earth, like the planet Saturn, the planet Mars, if you go close to those planets, the gravity will start to pull you in. You see what I'm saying? So, every time I say the word Oprah, I'm inviting her and magnetizing her into my reality. You know what I mean? So, um, anyways, now that I'm done ranting about Oprah... Um, what happened this morning as a result of waking up in the mood, see, like it starts to shake things up when you, um, when I was doing that vision board about the home and about Oprah and stuff, um, about having my own home. And if he wants to come, that's fine. And if he doesn't want to come, that's fine too. But it's for self-love. It's for self-respect. I should be able to have my own home regardless of whether or not he believes in things. So I chose to move forward on my own, choosing things out on a vision board that I want for my home. Even if he chooses to stay in the trailer park, I need to move forward and and then if he wants to come, that's great. And if he doesn't, that's great too. But it's I'm not signing on a home with him that doesn't have all the things I want on it. I'm worthy of all the things I put on my vision board. And he is worthy of it as well. He just has to say yes. You know what I mean? That's his choice when it comes down to it. So I guess I'm just going to have to manifest it and show him that that it can and it will happen in a synchronistic way 
weird kind of way. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have to give me permission because he has better credit than me. Things can change in a blink of an eye. See, now as a result of doing these vision boards, it's already changing my subconscious views because like the me that existed before that show on Sunday would have said, Hey, I ain't got the credit to get a house. You know what I mean? There's no, I don't know how it would happen. I would still be throwing my hands up to the universe saying, I don't know how it would happen, but I'm willing to say, sure, I'll make a vision board. And then I brought her back on, and I know that there was a reason that I did that, you know, to reprogram my subconscious. But when you do that, it starts to vibrationally earthquake your whole fucking reality. Because it's like, whoever's not worthy of being in that higher vibrational state is going to exit or they might get a little shaken up inside because they sense that something's going on energetically. Like when you cut a cord, when they taught us like how to metaphysically cut an energy cord, like to old bosses that still might be draining your energy. That's hanging on to your, you've been hanging on to in your memory, you know, like that, when you cut that cord or it could be an old friend or an old relative, sometimes that person will call you immediately and say, Hey, what have you been doing? And it's like, Oh, I just cut the cord. How the fuck did they just call me? Why would they call me after I cut the cord? It's because they felt that energetically. They say, Oh my gosh, I haven't thought of so-and-so in so long. And it's because, they felt you cut the cord energetically, but they would never know that in a conscious way. So it's interesting that as soon as you decide you're more important than everyone you've been giving energy to and you cut those cords, how fast you can accelerate your vibration. You see what I'm saying? Because they're not draining you. You're not constantly worried about the, the bullshit that an ex-boss put in your head or a teacher from elementary school or a teacher from high school that said you weren't good enough. You need to like, and I got out my energetic chainsaw and I chainsawed every cord right over my head that day, right at the psychic fair. As soon as I left that seminar, I, I literally went, you know, I started it up and I saw, cause I knew I had a shit ton of them. I'm like, nobody has control over my energy anymore. No wonder I can't manifest. I have been, all of these people are really still plugged into me energetically. I've been worried about all the things that Kirby said about me, all the things that my dad said about me, all the things that my mom said about me, all the things that ex-husband said about me, you know, all the things that my present husband was saying about me. But see, he doesn't understand what's happened because he has lost control of me. Like he had control of me because I used to let him doormat me, but I don't let him doormat me anymore. Cause I say, you know what? You've been the catalyst for the most growth I've ever had because I don't need you to do this for me. I can get my own car. I can get my own gas. I can get my own, um, you know, I'll cook for myself if you don't want to work as a team, you know, and then his head is spinning like, what the fuck? You've changed. Well, yeah, I've changed. I got self-worth. 
I understand how much how valuable I am. I have to understand how valuable I am before you can understand how valuable I am. And boy, has that set off a lot of people in my life. It's like, oh, Missy's being a bitch. No, Missy's becoming the Missy she has needed to be her whole fucking life instead of letting other people decide how comfortable they are with my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm going to give you permission right now to get pissed. I was thinking of it last night in the shower. I'm like, I should write a book that says, are you pissed off yet? Well, maybe you should be because it's okay to be pissed because when you realize in the beginning that you have been accidentally, not on purpose, but just trained to from a very long time ago, probably childhood, to submit to the wants of other people for the sake of their comfort. So, as I didn't do a motherfucking thing, but look at these boards and program my mind with enough value to say, you know what, I'm worth... I'm worthy of Oprah calling me because I feel confident in the knowledge that I hold and, you know, the things I've been studying. And she's the person who introduced me to energy. And I feel like she might be the catalyst to the next level for me, you know, like not might that she would be the catalyst, you know. But um, as I declare myself worthy of that on an energetic level, then... I didn't have to do a fucking thing. I just said, this is bullshit. I'm going to the couch. And then that mood carried over with him. And there was a bit of an argument this morning. And we walked out the door away from each other angry. And uh, first thing, what did my subconscious mind say? Or my higher self say? Go get that fucking tuning fork right now. And I cleared the whole fucking house, like after he walked out the door. So I basically, since it's the angel's tuning fork and I was using it for mediumship, I can also ask the angels, hey, can y'all um, come in and clear this space and, and clear the argument out of the air, clear the negativity out of the air that I didn't listen to last night when you told me to do it before I went to bed? Like, can we clear the air, you know, and just... You know, let all of this go and not let it destroy my day, you know, because everything's still coming to me with ease and grace and flow. And I'm going to be in a, in a, if no matter where they put me at work today, it's not going to bother me. I can handle it. I can, I can set preferences. Yes. And intentions. Yes. But, um, it's the same way with them as it is with Brian. You can't break me. No matter where you put me. Because you can only do it so many times until I decide I'm worthy of more. Or the what I'm worthy of shows up and I don't work there anymore. You know what I mean? You're not going to break me as a person. Because you put me in a position. You think you're going to punish me for me standing up for my worth. Well, it doesn't work. So I just unplug the energy that they think that the power that they think they have over me, you know what I mean? Like, go ahead, put me wherever you want because I can do anything for 10 hours and then I unplug and you don't, I don't belong to you at all. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't beat me because I've already been to the bottom of the barrel 
You know, I've been in much worse places in my life. How am I going to let a 10-hour shift break me down to pieces, you know? It's just not going to happen. And there is no word that my husband could say to me that would break me down so far that he's going to break me as a person. Like Katy Perry, that song, um, This is a part of me you can't take away from me. You can't break my fucking soul, bitch. You can throw anything you want at me. And you're not going to break the part of me that values myself now. Now I know how much I'm worth. You know, and now I know I'm rich inside already. I am a rich, whole person, a whole being on my own. You know what I mean? And that the only thing that's holding me back is that I do love the person I'm with. I love him enough to say, you know what? We just have a vibrational gap. And in layman's terms, that means... He doesn't understand what's going on because he's not where I am yet. And I can look past that and say, you know what? I'm going to support you and we're going to work as a team and, and nothing. I'm going to teach him that nothing's going to break him either, that he's worthy of, of love, no matter what kind of fit he throws. You know what I mean? Like you could throw a fit. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to hug you tighter, bitch. You know, like, I guarantee you, you can't do anything that's scary enough that hasn't already been done in this relationship that I'm going to walk out the door. You know, you can't scare me at all. You can't scare me away. Because what his subconscious mind is doing is, is trying to repeat history. It's still in that same pattern of thinking. I'm going to repeat all of the self-hate or the low self-value that I have for myself until this person leaves me because that's what I believe I'm worth. I believe that this person's going to do the same thing that the last person did to me or that other people have done to me and I'm going to, it, I don't know any better, so I'm going to keep repeating it. But at the same time, he don't know who he's got. You know, like I'm already, I've already taught myself that. So now I can say to him, you can't do anything that's bad enough to make me leave you. You know, you can't scare me off with your loud voice and your um, claims of, ooh, you know, I'm not cooking when I get home. Well, big deal. I'll make some fucking chicken fries in the air fryer and I'll go back in the bedroom and I'll, I'll turn on my, um, YouTube, my positive thinking and, and I'll still sit right there and wait for what's manifesting. You know what I mean? Like we can coexist. You can play video games and watch, uh, River Monsters or the car shows or whatever the fuck you want to watch in there. But I can still coexist until you catch up vibrationally with me. Because your soul is just as worthy of love as mine is. You know? So relationships can be tough if one person's vibrationally ahead of each other. It's not tough. It's challenging. And it's a test. And so instead of feeding the hate and feeding the nasty 
I turn on Fia when I get in the car because I want my vib vibration straight for work. I still want to attract ease and grace and flow. So I immediately just say, okay, I'm tuning into something positive. And the song Love is Love comes on by Fia. And it's like, just because we're different in the way that our energy moves doesn't mean we have to give up our truth. You know, like you do different things than me. Like the, what I was just saying, like, because our energy moves in different ways. And that applies to races of people just because you eat different food you talk different languages because you look differently just because our energy is different in the just because we're different in the way our energy moves is what the lyrics says doesn't mean we have to give up our truth like love like love can save and create and nurture and fix the whole relationship like beyond patience beyond arguments beyond everything the ultimate thing is to say you know what i love you enough to just sit here with you until this discomfort passes and it's probably like a tremor effect from the energy work that i've been doing on myself you know because he is connected to me you know so he feels the the aftershocks and the tremors of that so he probably somehow senses that something's cooking, you know, something if, but it feels he's never had a sensation or energetically aligned something happen. Like he's afraid because it, it doesn't feel familiar to him. I don't feel familiar to him, but what he doesn't realize is that I'm staying, you know, I'm, he's coming with me, you know, like I'm not gonna like get what I want and then bail on you, you know, like I want us to coexist together. And that's a good word because, um, the way that our energy manifests, we have different hobbies and we came from opposites attract kind of era because it was basically everything. I was spontaneous and crazy and wacky and he's really grounded, but, um, we can blend we can blend and we can both take on qualities of each other, which we kind of have, you know, like I've become more grounded and he's become, well, not exactly spontaneous and crazy, but, um, he'll get there, you know, like once he has the comfort of stability and security in his life, I add a air of flightiness to his life that, insecurity that I'm going to wreck everything. You know what I mean? So I've really been trying to stay focused on, on grounding myself and not being impulsive with purchases and not being, you know, like the crazy self that I've always been. So, um, you know, this is a time to learn and experience the bottom three chakras for me. Like I have to really tune into safety and security and and intimacy is the sacred the sacral chakra is a sexual chakra right and it, if it's blocked it, your creativity is also blocked um but it's more than just that it's um intimacy it's letting someone 
see into you and become intimate with them. And that can be difficult in a sexual way if you have been abused before. So it's hard for me to open up that energy center. It has been a challenge for me to open that energy center because I'm not used to um, romantic love or intimate love or caring love. And neither is he, obviously. Like, we both have a lot to learn about commitment and a deeper sense of being there for each other. You know what I mean? Supporting each other in all the things that we do, like, I'm going to be there for you while you're going through this. You're going to be through there, you know, and not only that, but in our creative projects too, because I want him to be able to do what he wants to do. He wants to build a computer. I want to be able to, you know, write a book, you know, like us to be able to say, Hey, you know, we can both do our creative projects and I can support you in that. Now I feel good where we are security wise, money wise, and now I can support you more fully because that part of me has ease. We are self-sufficient as a couple. We are stable financially as a couple, you know. And um, once that burden is lifted, then um, we, we're anchored into a place where we can both support each other. But as long as we're not in that secure solid place I don't know if he can ever get to a creative place you know like that's why like without his permission I'm gonna I'm gonna propel myself forward and self-love myself enough and value myself and have enough self-esteem and self-worth to believe into existence and manifest into existence that security for myself, which I will then share with him. You see what I'm saying? Like, I have to go above and beyond. I have to transcend the physical 3D laws, that logical laws that he runs by, and go above and beyond and transcend and let the universe bring it to me. You know, I have to use the energetic laws that exist above and beyond, even the laws that are written on this planet. Like, the written laws of the government. You know, there's a law that transcends all of that, that can go above it and make things happen without people's permission. And that's where I'm at right now with him is like relationships can be challenging when one person is on board and the other isn't. So, um, and I really want him to focus on positive things because, um, energetically this could be a tough year for him if he does not get on board with this positive thinking you know like I just have to believe that maybe he can be neutral and that he could float along with me because he tends to go overboard on on the negativity a little sometimes you know so if I could just get it to where it's neutral you know, because I know I have a lot to do with the way he responds because he responds. He's still in a place where he reacts instead of being able to control how he reacts. You know what I mean? So maybe if I don't push every button all the time, you know, every day, then 
he just floats along neutrally. But it doesn't really matter because you're still going to have everyday challenges. Like, um, you know, I work till six. He works till four. He has to come home and cook now, you know, because by the time I get home, it's seven o'clock. So it's like it's time for you to give a little, you know, it just is. So it's a challenge that we're going through right now. So instead of being nasty to him, I texted, we have some challenges that we're working through right now and we need to work together as a team. So let's try to come up with solutions rather than be combative at each other. You see what I mean? Like there is no soul that's not worth being loved or worth being healed. It's just a challenge and it's a test from the universe, you know, like, can you love unconditionally as the universe loves you? That's, that's the closest to divinity that you're ever going to get. And even if you're in a high vibrational state and you meet someone like-minded, you are still going to have the challenges of love that you've never really deeply approached in your reality before. Like, this is a, uh, a depth of love that I've never been to because I have to say, hey, I'm going to hug you tighter. No matter what you're going through, I'm going to hug you tighter and I'm going to be here for you no matter what, you know, because it's, it's really all encompassing love. It's compassionate forgiveness. It's not just the oh flirty, haha, we're going to enjoy the time, good times and have sex. It's not that kind of love. It's a deeper, richer, whole love, you know, that you're going to, once you have for yourself, then you can then give it to other people, but you got to have it for yourself first. So I think, I think it's kind of moving along at the right pace because, the more I love myself, the more he feels it. But then the more I can say, I know why you're going through this because you're feeling me love myself more, but I love you just as much as I love myself because I learned to love myself first. It's filling from a fuller cup instead of filling from an empty cup. You know what I mean? Because filling from an empty cup causes resentment but i'm off here guys have a great day and um enjoy the energy that's coming in the full moon is thursday i decided we're having jacob on on wednesday because i was just too drained and too tired to do another podcast at 9 p.m the night i just energetically tapped myself out i'd been using that vision board and stuff on sunday and I'm like, oh my God, I can't do any more energy work today. I'm just done. I'm tired. You know, I'm tapping out. We talked on the phone that night, but we were like, I was like, can we just wait till Wednesday? Cause I am just done. So it'll be a great day. It'll be right fresh and smack in the middle of that full moon energy. And we'll be coming at you on Wednesday, um, during the day sometime. Cause I'm off. That's tomorrow. Holy shit. Okay. Well, see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. And be thinking about all the good stuff, not, you know, stay focused on the good. Stay focused on things working out for you with ease and grace and flow. And no matter where you are right now in this moment, it is just perfect. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, shit. I didn't turn it off yet. <laughs> Okay, bye guys.